Welcome to the Level Up Podcast, brought to you by Century 21, the Harrelson Group, featuring masterminds with real estate leaders, coaches, and influencers, plus eye-opening strategy sessions with up-and-coming agents. You'll learn exactly how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And now, let's get to the latest episode of Level Up. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the Level Up Podcast, where you learn how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And we've got a super fun conversation. I'm really excited to dig into some deep stuff about what's going on in the market right now and how do we really not only survive, but thrive when our margins are shrinking. Not necessarily the total fee that we can collect or charge at the consumer, but what happens when the margins within that commission start to go down. And we're going to get a lot of, uh, well, general freakouts. So this will be a fun <laughs> conversation. Let's, let's try to prevent some freakouts. First of all, Greg Harrelson, it's been a while. How are you? It has, man. I miss you, man. I, I enjoy these uh, these conversations, especially these when it's just you and I. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm glad that we're reuniting, uh, you know, <laughs> on this podcast this week, and uh, yeah. and look forward to uh, debating with you a little bit. And at the end of the day, the audience getting a lot of value. Well, I was going to say it's hard to play devil's advocate with you sometimes because our I feel like your brain is you're so far ahead on most things that a lot of times all I can sit back and do is think and then go, yeah, I agree with Greg. So let's, let's, we'll, we'll agree to agree. It'll be great. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that, if you're saying that I'm really smart or if I'm just a damn good salesman and I, and I'm a little confused myself, <laughs> mm, but you know, I was going to say potato, potato, potato. Uh, yeah. All right. So, uh, so what you're seeing out there is not what we probably initially feared. And, and, and I've thought about this a lot too, because, and my personal opinion was that commissions would, would like the total commission that we charge the consumer would start to drop. Uh, and you're saying that's actually not where the margins are going to shrink. So why is that? Yeah. So first of all, we got to think of like when we think about margins, let's put it in, 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 uh, in, in context here. Like I'm referring to the profitability per transaction that a real estate agent will experience as well as the profitability of a transaction that a brokerage or a team may experience. So we're talking about the transaction and how much profit there is. I do believe the margins are going to shrink. Now, where a lot of people have been focusing their attention is that, oh my gosh, commission is gonna go down. Like what we can charge the consumer, what's going to be acceptable to, um, you know, uh, for a consumer to pay a real estate agent is going to decrease. They would call that commission, um, what compression mm. is what they would call that, right? And there's a lot of talk about commission compression. But if we really, you know, real estate agents, myself included, we have to keep our eyes open and, 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 and observe what's going on. Because see, if we hear what's going on, we hear commission compression. We hear that real estate agents won't be needed. They'll be replaced. Right. But if we see what's going on and you kind of tune out the noise for a minute and just kind of observe, you'll see that some of these technology companies that are so-called iBuyer programs and buying properties and they're you know, they approach uh, uh, property owners and say, hey, we'll buy your property. Um, it's, we can close it in seven days. You don't have to go through the hassle of showing the property, having unqualified buyers walk in, you know, without notice. And you won't have to pay a real estate commission. We'll take everything care of you and, and whatnot. Mm -hmm. and, I'll, and it sounds really good. But then when you, when you look at the actual final HUD sheet, um, on the transactions, you'll see that, yeah, there wasn't a commission, but there was a fee. And there are some companies out there, and I'll, I'll, I won't mention which companies they are. We kind of all know who they are. They're mm -hmm. charging fees as, as, as high as 7%. 
you know, for a fee, a transaction fee. So, you know, there's in they have integrity. They said there's no commission and there isn't right. a That's commission. Good. Yeah, they're definitely there not sending that money outward, out somewhere to, to an agent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just because there's no commission doesn't mean that there's, you know, that, that, that the seller doesn't have an expense. It just is not labeled as that type of expense, right? Right. So the reality is, is that you've got a seller that would sit there and say, okay, they'll pay that fee. Well, that fee is the same thing as, it's, it's kind of like what a real estate agent would, would, would charge. It's relatively the same amount. And they seem to have no problem with that. Mm -hmm. See, you know, if there was really going to be, in my opinion, commission compression, then these technology companies would do these transactions and then they wouldn't have those fees in there. And then the true value or the net that these sellers would get would be more than they could get with a real estate agent. But right. the net that the seller's getting right now is not necessarily more than the real estate agent can get them. A lot of times it's a lot less and the real estate agent could have also sold that property in a very quick period of time. Yeah. The same one that some of these iBuyer programs, the same properties these iBuyer programs would, will, are willing to buy are the same properties that an agent probably could have put on the market and sold it pretty fast also. Right. Okay. You know, so like the whole savings of time and the savings of commission, is it like really real? Mm -hmm. If we look at the HUD statements, the net sheets show some often will show that there's really not a savings there. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know if that really uh, uh, speaks on my commission compression. Well, yeah, let's, let's it, set the scene just a little bit. So basically okay. you're saying that what's, what's not happening is we're not seeing at least the competition from big tech companies right now isn't creating the perception in the public that, are, that selling their home is worth less than six or 7%. We're not seeing that public perception and therefore we're not seeing a compression of our commission. We're not going into listing appointments and they're laughing at us by if we charge, try to charge 7% because our competition, even the big tech companies are effectively charging right now the same thing. So we have with that's that's kind of setting the scene. So what is what is really happening if we're, if our margins are shrinking, but it's not because sellers aren't willing to pay six or seven percent to get the household? Where is the shrinking margin coming from? Yeah. So what I believe where where the shrinking margin is already starting to uh, to to bubble up and it's going to continue. Actually, it, it, I, I predict even in the next 12 months, we'll see a very noticeable increase of uh, increase in what I'm sharing with you here. And mm -hmm. that is the number of transactions that an agent is paying a referral fee on today is increasing. So if a person was doing 10 transactions or 50 transactions, um, we'll just take somebody doing 30 transactions. If you were doing 30 transactions three years ago, you may have done 27 transactions where you actually never had to pay a referral fee and then three transactions come with a referral fee. Maybe another agent across town, maybe you were dealing with um, you know, a, one of these home lights or something like that and mm -hmm. you had to pay a referral fee. Well, now what's happening is that same person that was doing 30 transactions, out of their same 30 transactions, or let's say they're increased to 40 transactions now, there's 40 transactions, now they're probably paying eight or nine of, the, uh, of those transactions are coming at a referral fee. Hmm. So if you look at the, the, the ratio of number of transactions done to number of transactions done with a referral fee and you created a ratio, that ratio is already starting to creep up and it's going to continue to creep up. Now, hmm. we could say, well, Greg, you sure are down making a lot of predictions. Well, all you <laughs> got to do is follow the money. Like, okay. see, 
all these technology companies are putting in millions and millions of dollars to generate the leads to actually refer to the, the, the real estate agent. So you as a real estate agent, you might be thinking, well, hey, I'm in good shape. I, I work centers of influence and I've got a healthy database of 1,000 people and that gives me you know, 50 transactions a year or whatever it does. Well, the challenge is those 1,000 people are being absolutely bombarded by all of these technology companies and marketing companies and giving them incentives to actually let them be the, 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 the portal that recommends great agents. So even us that have really nice, tight centers of influence uh, you know, um, um, databases, these companies are penetrating those databases, getting them to sign up, and then even if your centers of influence says, well, no, I've already got uh, an agent that I like, they're going to create scenarios where, well, if you go with us, we'll give you a $600 rebate. <laughs> and so then you, then now what's going to happen? Then you're going to then go in and say, well, I still want to work with Matt. So then the company will agree to send it to Matt. But because the company is going to give them a $600 rebate, they'll go ahead and play that game with them. Right. So I, my prediction yeah. is, is that a higher ratio of, of, of closings will come with a referral fee. I mean, it's going to be a Zillow, it's going to be a Realtor.com, it's going to be the OpCities, it's going to be the Home Lights, it's going to be the Amazons. They're all getting in that business, right? Mm -hmm. And, and um, I know Home Light recently, I, I, if, if we listen carefully and look carefully, Home Light has their own little iBuyer program. Now they're saying, and Home Light's owned by Google, by the way. You just do your research. Home Light's actually owned by Google, or it was, unless Google recently sold it. Mm -hmm. um, but you go in and you start looking at Home Light, start looking at their marketing, and they're saying, we'll buy your property. We'll, we'll present your property to three of our investors. Hmm. So when they know that that's what they have to say in order to get an enormous amount of people to opt in. And right. once they get them opt in, then they refer them out. So let's just say you've got a centers of influence. And they see that, hey, we've got three, well, we have three investors that'll make an offer on your property. Your centers of influence is likely to opt in just out of curiosity. And boom, there are triggers mm -hmm. the referral fee. And so that's to me where the margins are going to shrink fastest and first is it's going to shrink because now these companies are inserting themselves into our actually our 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 our, our personal net sheet from mm -hmm. gross commission. Then you would have your company split, and then you would have your adjusted gross commission, right? And then you'd have your expenses out of that for, for net profit. So, but now you got gross commission, and then you've got them, referral fee, and then you've got your, um, your company split, and then you have to then take out all your fees. And that split at a minimum is 25% as upward to 40%. Yeah. That's where the margins shrink. Okay. Now, if you look at like true, true businesses, as in more than your solo salesperson or a small team, like the way a business would deal with rising costs of leads is by either number one, going out and finding other lead sources, cultivating yes. ways to generate leads at lower cost. We talk about that a lot. That's yep. a bedrock principle of the show. Uh, so that's, that's a no brainer. The other way would be operational efficiencies, which I think yes. that the, the, the solo agent or even the small team struggles with that because we're not seeing, like, unless you're like a true systems builder, it's hard to really, really drive operational efficiencies enough that'll offset a 25% cut in your, in your gross commission. Yeah. So, 
so what are some of the things that you look at with your team and with your agents, the, the ones that are plugged into your system? How do you help them offset the shrinking margins? Yeah. So you, you really mentioned um, uh, 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 some solutions right there. And I think it, we need to kind of spend a little bit more time on what you just said, because I agree that we need to go ahead and make sure, or listen, an agent can do whatever you want to do. But what I would be suggesting mm-hmm. is I'd be suggesting that while you accept lead from somebody else's faucet, that mm-hmm. you have got to create a faucet of your own. Yeah. You know, you've got to create a faucet of your own. And I'm not saying turn all those lead sources off. I surely won't. Um, but we need to have a balance. You know, I, I'm, I'm a believer, uh, you know, in, in accepting leads at referral fees and whatnot. But you just got to make sure that you're watching as you're seeing more of your transactions are coming with a referral fee. Then you want to balance that out and increase some of your outbound lead generation strategies to, you know, to, to make sure that you're adding some additional deals to the pie. Um, you know, that come at your, you know, you're, you're netting the most at a higher, at a hard, higher margin. Mm-hmm. So I would say you got to still stay old school. I would mm-hmm. also say this, I would say, you know, you got to take, you, you, you do have to do some of this marketing on your own. You know, if you, if you're working buyer leads or listing leads and you're used to getting them from another company, then you really figure out how are they generating these leads? Are they doing social media marketing? What are they doing? And see if you can actually take that stuff in house Mm -hmm. and start generating those leads at a lower cost than you're actually having to pay, Mm -hmm. you know, because right now, we might be saying, oh gosh, I only have to pay $15 a lead from this lead source or Zillow, I have to pay $100 a lead. You know, like we'll be begging <laughs> them to sell us leads at the price that they're currently willing to sell us, sell them for now. Yes, that's compared an important to, distinction. Yeah, right? compared so to not, what it's, it's going to cost when it comes out of referral fee. Yes, that is you the know. true comparison. It's not compared to, it's, we're not trying to beat them on what they can generate the lead for. Because we'll never generate, we'll never out, we will never out efficiently market a massive tech company that understands and can put legitimate engineers on their yes. Facebook ads. So we That's can't right. outbeat them in the spend, but we can outbeat them in the sense that, hey, we're going to do it for cheaper than what you claim you can give us in the referral fee. We're not going to pay 25% to generate that lead. We'll, we'll, we'll figure out a way to do it cheaper. It's just probably more expensive than what we're used to, which again goes back to the shrinking margin. Yeah. Yeah. So at least you can, you, you know, it's kind of like uh, mitigating the risk here instead yeah. of just like saying, oh, okay, well now everything's going to come and I have to learn how to actually sell real estate at with lower margins. I mean, there's some things that you could proactively do. I mean, there's plenty of examples of how people are creating leads for themselves, you know, at, at, at lower costs than percentages in, in a referral fee. Yeah. And you're going to have to probably stop saying, oh no, I don't do that. Or I don't do that. You know, oh no, that I don't, you know, I don't like to spend money on, you know, in that area. Well, you're going to spend money in that area. It's just a matter now is at how much are you going to spend? So it's time to kind of get up and start to kind of take charge of our own marketing and make sure that you're doing it in-house. If you're a team or a brokerage or if you're an individual agent, you got to bring as much of it as you can in-house. And I'm not saying boycott the other people. I'm saying bring it in-house to keep your margins a little bit more acceptable to protect your margins. And then the third thing, so one is outbound. You got to go out and, and, and create your own leads. Number two is from a marketing standpoint, you know, be careful at just saying, well, I just have this company do it and I just have this company do it because those companies that are providing leads, they're, in my opinion, 
they're all trying to get to a paid referral type of model. So hmm. whatever you're going after right now, you know, whatever your, the model is right now, I don't believe that they're all want to stay in that model because they're going to follow suit. Like even in, you know, there's, I, I have heard, I have not experienced this. So it is, I, I will disclose that. Mm-hmm. But I have heard that in some markets, realtor.com will not sell zip codes and sell leads anymore. That mm-hmm. the only way you can get leads in some markets is through their op city product, which means it, they all come at a referral fee. That is gotcha. something that is going to continue, in my opinion. Zillow is actually testing referral fees, 35% referral fees in multiple markets. Mm-hmm. They're testing it not just because they've got excess inventory in those markets. They're testing it in those markets because they've got excess inventory and they might as well test in those markets. But as soon as they actually see that this is really brilliant, then they're going to go ahead and probably spread it out and expand that. So everyone's trying to get to the, the percent. And, and, and so we see it coming. Mm-hmm. Don't just sit back and watch it. Don't argue about it. It's going to happen in spite of you. Yeah. Um, you know, but go ahead and learn from it and mm-hmm. do something about it. And the third thing is this. I think we have to stop taking for granted that our centers of influence love us so much that they're going to be loyal to us forever. Stop taking it for granted. You need to look at your centers of influence like you're actually just starting to date them again, not like you've been married to them for 20 years. See, like, you know, you think about you're in a marriage for 20 years and you forget, God, when's the last time we had a date night, right? Mm-hmm. But in, in, when, you're, when you're not married yet, you don't ever think when's the last time you had a date night. Hell, you're trying to go out on a date like every other day. <laughs> you know, we need to start dating our databases again mm-hmm. and make our databases fall in love with us very fast. Mm-hmm. Stop actually treating your database like it's an old re- relationship that you've had for 20 years, taking it for granted and forgetting to love on them. Yeah. Because when we stop loving on our database, at the same time that all of our competition is loving on our database, we lose our database. Mm-hmm. It's I just see. like a relationship. You better start loving on your relationship because if you don't love on your relationship and somebody's loving on your relationship on, on that other person, then you're at risk of losing that person. Yeah. And so I think we've got to go in and, and, and realize that our databases we, we, we are not guaranteed to get X amount of business out of these databases anymore because our competition is doing everything they can to love on them and win their attention. Hmm. So we need to go back in and make sure we are delivering really phenomenal value uh, to our databases in order to insulate ourselves and protect ourselves from these other companies. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Uh, without, I mean, with that in place, let's put it this way, with that in place, a plan to love on your database, taking the referrals to get somebody into your database, which then will turn into a repeat transaction down the road that you have a much higher chance of getting, is not a bad thing necessarily. No. Not a bad thing to, to, to take a short-term, higher cost to acquire lead, higher yeah. cost to acquire a client, because the odds of Homelight or, or a service like that doing a great job of loving on your database over time, very slim. They don't have a personality. Now, I don't know. I've, we, we, yeah, may, I don't know. we may disagree <laughs> on that. But uh, yeah, I mean, to, to me, they don't, they don't have, most of the tech companies, 
don't have a personality. They don't have something that engenders long-term trust and loyalty there. I mean, the, the, the panic right now with all the big brands, if you pay attention to the marketers that work in the big brand world, they're freaking out because there is no loyalty anymore. Yes. Right. So they're so having, let, can they're, I they're inject a, let's, let, let's, let's, let's debate a little bit on this one. Okay. Okay. So all they have to do is do this much better than the current real estate agent is doing. Okay. Fair point. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, so, you know, they don't have to love on them. Like you would actually like, you have this vision of like what loving on them would be. Right. Like, if the, if, if the agents loving them at this level, all they got to do is get to this level, <laughs> you know? So what we have to be aware of and listen, I'm yeah, it's a low, low bar to hop over. Yeah. It's no, a I low know. bar to hop over. Yeah. And, 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 and that's why these companies are existing today. Mm -hmm. is it was a low bar to hop over. Like we were terrible at generating leads. So then the technology companies decided they'll actually generate the leads. Yep. And then we're terrible at following up with the leads. So then they actually added concierge services because it wasn't really that hard. So mm -hmm. they could just add that on. It's like everything they're doing is stuff that we're supposed to be doing and the consumer demands. And because we were not fulfilling consumer demand, then they actually fulfilled it. And then they actually, that's all the love that they have to give to take our, our, our clients away. So in order for us to believe that a home light can't love on them as good as an agent, then you're saying you have to believe that the agent's doing a fairly good job. That, yeah, that, that, I, was, my, that was my incorrect assumption. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that, was, that was a bridge, that was a bridge too far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fantasy land. But that's yeah, okay. Exactly. I like exactly. to fantasize too. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Okay. So we obviously have to do a better job. Not not even not even a better job that we're doing now. We have to do a much better job of loving our on our database over the long term. Let's uh let's talk a little bit about where lead conversion tools like Contact Junkie that you've been working yeah. a lot with lately, where that fits in. And I want to go back to the piece that you mentioned where uh, we have a chance to compete with these platforms head on and consider like basically anything up to paying a referral fee on that lead that we would get from them. It's worth it to figure out how we can generate the leads at that price or less. We don't have yeah. to take them. Same people, same leads, uh, generating the leads ourselves, and then converting them. And, and I think the thing that we've overlooked or at least agents have overlooked that the marketers figured out is that if you can lower, if you can do a better job of loving on the people while they're in the lead conversion process, then it actually lowers your cost of getting that person in to begin with. Yeah. Right. So it, it lowers your ad costs, lo lowers all those things spread out over a large group of people. So I think that's where something like a contact junkie comes in, as I understand it, is it can lower and it gives us the ability to keep, compete head on with the platforms. Yeah. So, you know, and I don't know, we got onto this love thing. It should have been what we were talking about the week of, February, of Valentine's Day. Yeah, exactly. This would have been a great <laughs> podcast for that. You know? um, uh, but w let's go back to loving, you know, loving, mm -hmm. loving on our people. You know, one of the, one of the best things that we can do to show our love for somebody is to communicate. Mm -hmm. And so the challenge is, is that we're generating so many leads. It's hard to communicate. It's hard to actually give love to so many people in a short period of time. So we get all these leads coming in and we got these leads and we try to call them, can't get them on the phone, leave a voicemail. We got another lead. And next thing you know, three days later, we've got all these leads and these leads from three days ago, we don't have time to call them anymore to try to get them on the phone because we got to focus on the one that just called us, you know, 10 minutes ago, five minutes mm -hmm. ago. Right. And so where contact junkie comes in is to make sure 
that we use an automated system to increase one's bandwidth and agents bandwidth so while we're on the phone right now um, I could have contact junkie you know sending text and emails etc you know to a whole group of people that I haven't been able to get on the phone and then when you know when we get the responses and I get off then I can go in and start engaging with them so in, in this conversation one of the challenges that we have is we're generating all these leads and we're not really capitalizing on all of them because we don't have enough time. Yeah. And that actually becomes the reason why our databases seem to be bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. When it comes to buyer databases, the way, reason why it increases so fast is because we're actually not able to talk to everybody and they just go into this holding bin, but then we never have time to go back to the holding bin to communicate with them because this, the flow is still continuing. Yeah. And that's the solution that Contact Junkie has. So Contact mm -hmm. Junkie just makes sure that when you're getting a volume of leads in, that you're actually getting them to the funnel, getting them in the proper places, setting appointments with, as, with, with significantly more than you would have done without it. Mm -hmm. Now, from, from that point on, and let's just say that you're doing transactions with this and you've closed the transaction, um, now that's where we've got to create sticky scenarios. And I, I think like a bank, mm -hmm. okay, or I observe banks. Banks okay. are really good at creating a sticky relationship. I have been with Bank of America before it was Bank of America and before the bank it was before it was Bank of America. I've, I've actually been with Bank of America for since I think I was, shoot, 30 years. Goodness. Yeah. It wasn't Bank of America in the beginning. Right. I had an account with them for like 30 years. Okay. And do I love Bank of America? Not really. Like I have got a lot of accounts with other banks. Like I haven't opened up a new account with Bank of America for quite a long time. Mm -hmm. I mean, like years. Um, so why haven't I moved my account? Because if, to move the account, I'd have to figure out what my damn password is. <laughs> and then I'd have to go to the bank and I'd have to like make a withdrawal or talk to somebody. And then I would have to like tell all the people that are on my Bank of America credit card that are auto taking money out for the gym membership and this membership and this membership and this fee and this fee, I'd have to go tell all them that I'm changing the account and I'd have to go and, and, and set it up so the new account would be able to send the money to all those people. And then, you know, and then I would have to, you know, um, you know, I'd have to damn take my kids and say, okay, your little squirrel account, we're gonna move the squirrel account, mm -hmm. you know, the little Sammy the Saver account to this bank. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah. I think of all the crap I got to do to move my account. And I'm like, no way. I yeah. will die with my Bank of America. <laughs> what okay. they call, so from a banking standpoint, okay. that's called, they're, they're trying to create a sticky scenario. Right. They, they get so many different prongs in you that the, the pain of leaving is much greater than the gain of leaving. Mm-hmm. So we got to ask ourselves that as real estate agents looking at our clients and past clients and databases, how do we create such a sticky scenario that the pain of leaving us is much greater than the gains that they would get by leaving us? Mm -hmm. In most cases, they're just a name in a database. They're just a name on a list. So there's not a lot of pain for leaving us. No. And there's a lot of gain from going somewhere else. Listen, I'm speaking to myself 
at the same time, I'm speaking to everyone that's listening to this. We better change that fast. Well, I know we'll have more to say on that in future episodes because this is this is what you're constantly thinking about, and I'm interested yes. to see what your what your perspective is as it as it evolves because it's not getting any easier to build relationships that are and, and sticky scenarios with people. Although, although technology might be making some of that easier, but it gives us the ability to communicate with a larger group of people, which mm-hmm. usually ends up having the reverse effect as we build much shallower relationships with a yeah. bigger group of people, which used to make sense now is making a lot less sense. Okay, so with that being said, uh, what's the best way for people, I'm sure they're going to want to pepper you with questions. Long, intense questions, paragraphs long questions. What's the, yeah. what's the best way to uh, reach out and communicate? Uh, just go to Facebook Messenger and hit me up, uh, hit me up there, send me a message. And you know what, I, I, I actually enjoy getting messages you know, and, and answering them. So I'm, you know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm happy to do that. It just shows that uh, you know, people are listening and, and, and we're, we're getting people to think because you know, this conversation today, Matt, I, I hope it gets people to think mm-hmm. because I'm, not, I'm afraid because I'm an entrepreneur. I'm always afraid. If, if everything's perfect in the world, I'm always afraid. We always live, entrepreneurs and people that you know, have big goals, we're always afraid. I hope everyone will admit that. If you've really got big goals, you're probably scared that somebody's after you and somebody's going to try to take you over and whatnot. Yeah, I live that life, but I'm not necessarily afraid of what's going on in the industry, but I'm really, really paying attention and realizing that ultimately I need to be better for the consumer in order to continue to grow. And that whole stickiness conversation, you've got to make sure that the pain to leaving you is better than, you know, is more severe than the gain uh, to leaving you. You know, those things, you really want to take that by heart and think about how can I up my game in the level of service? And I I hated the idea. I I thought about it. I didn't even want to say that level of service because everyone's talking about that. Added value and all this. No, it's stickiness. You've got to make sure that you're really focusing on, on that, or you could lose, you could, you could really lose a lot. Yeah. Well said. All right. So reach out on Facebook messenger uh, for the show yeah. itself, guys. Uh, if you are, if you're listening and you want to listen consistently, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you're listening to the podcast, whether it's iTunes, Apple podcast, Spotify, what have you uh, make sure to leave us a review on, on iTunes would be fantastic. If there was a particular guest that you really enjoyed, like we've got the CEO of century 21 coming up on the show. Yeah. Uh, make sure to leave a review that mentions the guest and thank them for their time and their contribution. So as always, Greg, I know you got to run, so we don't want to keep you. I could go another hour on this, but uh, we'll leave it there and uh, we'll have to follow this up with another episode. So appreciate your time as always. Sounds good, buddy. Thank you.